big part of that is having a solid relationship with yourself first because that relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship that you have. If you don't know what your boundaries are or what what you will and what you won't tolerate, even from yourself, there's no way that you can hold someone else to that um, expectation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am so excited because I have a very special guest today and she is joining me to talk about a topic that I know you all love to hear about. So basically, I released an episode in season one and that episode was called Date Yourself. And that episode was the highest streamed episode by like a long shot on this podcast. So Clearly, you guys, my listeners, you love this topic. So I'm actually joined today by someone who's going to dive even deeper into this area and have a discussion with me about it. So welcome to Sammy Yeager. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. I'm so excited to have this chat. Yeah, like literally, like I was saying, right, I did an episode called Date Yourself uh, in season one, and it got like six times the amount of views. That's another episode has gotten. So I know this one's going to be absolutely fire. So Sammy, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us all what you do first and foremost? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the founder of Fuel Collective and co-host of the Date Forever podcast, where we chat to couples and experts about the tips and tricks they found to keep a relationship fueled up. I'm on an absolute mission because I really believe that better relationships will equal a better world. And I feel like if all of us can master some fundamental relationship skills, we're just going to elevate everything. And that's about the relationship with ourselves, relationship with our romantic partners, with our peers, with our friends, with our family, with our network, all of it. Level it all up and we're going to create an even better world. I love that. So would you classify yourself as a relationship coach then? Well, I don't know. I'm a dabbler. I get to hang out with lots of experts. So I think I'd be. I'd have to be a little bit silly if I wasn't learning things. So coach by proxy. <laughs> I love that because you have you and your partner have a podcast that you do together and you interview couples, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So we chat to couples and experts about what they've found that works. So we get the lens of like what an expert kind of prescribes and recommends and, you know, the things that have been studied and researched and all of that sort of stuff. But then we get to talk to real life couples who are trying to make that stuff work in in practicality. And sometimes the things that work for some couples absolutely do not work for others. I think that's like anything within the coaching space is that everyone is just so unique and so different that one solution is going to work for some person, but then for the next person, it's going to be like not work at all. So yeah, I think there's some commonalities. Like there's definitely some things that human beings, like we all want love. We all want connection. We all want to feel like we belong and that sense of worthiness and feeling like we're enough and lovable. But how we get to those things, I think, varies. Mm -hmm, 100%. So 
Tell me then, because you mentioned before that you believe that the quality of our relationships really determine the quality of like our lives and the quality of the world that we live in. So tell us more about this. Why is it you believe this? So there's this incredible, incredible, incredible study done by Harvard. It's been going for over 70 years now. It's the longest continuous study, I think, ever in the world, history of the world. And what they did was follow a group of a few hundred men right from their early teenage years. And they've been interviewing and logging and data coding their answers to survey questions every two years for their whole lifetime. And what they've found is that the quality of their relationships drastically impacts everything else in their life in terms of career success, financial success, their their health, their well-being, their mindset, and the tipping point of the, the quality of their relationship that they have later in life, particularly if it's in their romantic relationship actually have better health, like overall better health. They resist quite a few different diseases and things that we tend to see in older age. Quality relationships can prevent some of those things, which is actually kind of amazing. It really is. And why is it then that like the quali- like these people who have been in quality relationships have seen all of this success? Like, do, do you know what that little difference is between the quality of like the, that the quality of a relationship has on your outcome? Yeah, so things you would mention are like not a quality relationship are things that where you don't feel trust with your partner. You don't have that sense of they've got your back and there's a, a like a low level of conflict or reoccurring issues. Those kinds of things indicate not necessarily a quality, healthy, happy, thriving relationship. But the commonality that they found in this Harvard study was that the people who invested in their relationships, in their networks, in their friendships, were overall had a better quality of life. I love that. I love hearing these different sort of um, research projects that go on and how the most, you know, different things can really have an impact on your ability to succeed. And sometimes we don't pay attention to some of these cues, such as like the relationships, right? And I guess it probably comes down to as well, like your environment has a massive impact on your ability to succeed in life. So if the environment around you, like that includes the people that are around you. So if you're totally. in a healthy and supportive relationship, then yeah, I mean, that's definitely going to have end up having a toll on your ability to succeed. So awesome point you brought up there. Yeah. So what I want to have a bit of a chat about then is there's a couple of things I want to dive into today. I really want to have a big conversation around like obviously the importance of dating yourself, but I also want to have a conversation around, I guess, the foundations of a good relationship. So since we're on the topic of relationships right now, why don't we dive into that before moving into dating ourselves? So I think the foundations of a, a good relationship is that you're bringing two people together, sometimes maybe more than two people, but let's use two people. We're going to play into that uh, relationship with self and self-love kind of thing. But I think one of the key foundations to a healthy, happy, thriving relationship is that those two people have come to the table or have come to that relationship with long-term intent to continue investing in themselves and that relationship. So I don't think we can come together as two people and be like, oh, awesome, found this person. That's great. All the work's done now. I think there's got to be a foundation that underpins all of that, that is I'm committed to growing as me and I'm committed to growing as us. I love that. And something that you bring up about like two people coming together pops into my mind where people are like, you know, 
50% them, 50% me. Yay, we're now complete. And I'm just. I totally a, disagree. <laughs> totally, right? Like I'm, I'm such a believer in, you know, you know, it's two holes coming in to create another hole. But what I want to hear your thoughts on is like, do you have to be completely at that 100% point in yourself before you can get yourself into the right relationship? No way. I, I just don't believe that. And I don't know that we're ever truly like whole. I think we will always be work. Well, hopefully we'll always be working on things and leveling up and improving certain areas of our life or doing some work around unprogramming things that maybe we learned early in childhood, whatever that work looks like for an individual I don't think we're ever done so I think it's kind of you you've got to get to a place where you are happy enough with um with where you're at in life I think there's relationships are such a gift because they give you the opportunities to go well oh hold on what happened there why did that trigger me oh hold on what happened there like how can we make this better for you and for me and there's this opportunity to become a better person and a more evolved version of yourself through those relationships. I think if you lived your life in isolation, waiting to be this perfect version of you, you're going to miss out on some opportunities to even become the perfect version of you. 100%. So I guess then if it's not a matter of you have to be 100% complete and 100% whole before finding that right relationship, Mm -hmm. How, like, what's your advice on aligning or finding or fostering a relationship that is really going to support your growth and like the growth of you both as well? Mm. I think it starts with a step before you get into a relationship. I think having clarity about what it is that you actually want. What is it that you want? What kind of life, what kind of relationship are you seeking? We talk about this concept. I think it was a book called The All or Nothing Marriage and this idea of like, do you want a good enough relationship that kind of ticks the boxes and it's kind of the equivalent of a really nice Sunday afternoon walk, get to the end and there's a nice view. It's kind of that version of of relationships. And then there's the we're going for the summit and we're going for the absolute peak and we're going to so that we can see the best view we possibly see. It's going to be a harder climb. There's going to be obstacles that we have to get over, but we're both going for the summit. And I think understanding what kind of relationship that you want, like, is the good enough good enough? Or do you want to be striving for a a going for the summit kind of relationship and knowing that the two people in that relationship are both wanting to go on the same kind of walk? I think clarity is so important when it comes to Mm. relationships, like clarity and communication between the two of you, but then clarity, that clarity within yourself about knowing what it is that you do want. So in your opinion, like when you do have that clarity about what you're looking for and who you're looking for as an ideal partner, how does that change the relationships that you are able to enter? Because I know that a lot of people find themselves in these cycles of getting in the relationships with the wrong people. And it's possibly because they're not being clear enough about what they are looking for. So what's your take on all that? Yeah, I think it's about not being clear enough on on the clarity and what it is that you want the end state, but also the values that you want to bring to that relationship. I think people might on a top level acknowledge that these things are important to me, but then their behaviors and actions don't actually align with those values. I think relationships and not getting what you want 
comes when you've either lacked clarity or you've made decisions that don't actually support your values and, and picture that you've got for your, your relationship and your future. Mm-hmm. And it's all about that alignment. Hey, making sure that, I mean, you can talk about it in business or you could talk about it in relationships, like making sure that your values align with that person that you're connecting with is mm-hmm. always so important because if you have opposing values, like you're going to be in this like situation where you're butting heads because technically neither of you are wrong. You're, you're entitled to value whatever you want to value. But if your values don't align with someone, then yeah, that's when those clashes sort to come and I guess that's my take on it. Yeah, I think like there's the idea of having like your thoughts, your feelings and your actions in alignment. So if you if you think you know what you want and you got you think you know what your values are, but then your actions are not aligning with either of those feelings or either of those thoughts, you're not going to get the outcome that you want. You need it to feel really good, you need to be behaving in a way that's in alignment with those feelings and thoughts so that you can create that the clarity, the thing that you, you're you striving for. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter what that is. It's just that you are clear about it and you can communicate that and then you make decisions that support that outcome. Are you a believer in manifestation? Yeah, I think that we, I think it would be ignorant for us as humans to believe that this is it. Like, I think there has to be something bigger. I don't know what that is. Like for me, myself, I, I'm not sure that I align with an affinity of a God or a someone in control of it all but I do feel like there's an energy force of the universe or whatever it is but I feel like setting intention for what we want and bringing it calling it in I do I absolutely believe in that but that that mm-hmm. you need that clarity first you need mm-hmm. to ask you need to know what you're asking for before you can ask for it how do you think people can start to find that clarity? Because I know one way is obviously go through a bad relationship, come out the other end and be like, okay, that's not what I want. <laughs> but how can you find clarity without having to go through that? Well, I think it starts with self, definitely. And really knowing and choosing and being intentional about the way that your values show up in your life. And that can be as simple as like auditing the space around you auditing your calendar or your your time and going, well, if I'm truly honest, I say that health is important to me, but over the last six weeks, 12 weeks, how much time, money, and energy did I spend investing in my health? And that will tell you the true reality. So I think there's a, there's a space there for just figuring out who you truly are right now and the gap between where you are and where you want to be. But I, I really do think it starts with identifying and getting really familiar with what your values are. And that's around, around everything, around how you spend your time, how you spend your money, how you spend your energy, the type of people that you tolerate to have in your life, the people that you aspire to have in your life. They might not match right now, but if you know where you want to be, it makes that decision-making process a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. It's all about going inwards and doing that work on yourself, doing that self-reflection yeah. and dating yourself. Dating right? yourself. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is such a, a a big piece of the pie. I think we we do get these social programmings of like what you know, finding your better half or the other half, and then they complete me and two souls become one and all that kind of like narrative where there's an assumption that you are missing a piece, 
which Mm -hmm. I just don't think is true. I think you can have an incredibly fulfilled, meaningful, well-connected, thriving life without a partner. But I think for human beings, we crave that connection and intimacy and love. And that might be from one person forever and ever. It might be from multiple people forever and ever. And it might be from multiple people at the same time. (laughs) No, no right or wrong way. I think it's just understanding what it is that you want for your life. But yeah, big part of that is having a solid relationship with yourself first, because that relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship that you have. If you don't know what your boundaries are or what your what you will and what you won't tolerate, even from yourself, there's no way that you can hold someone else to that um, expectation. 100%. And that's the perfect transition into the second thing I wanted to talk about with you today, which is the importance of dating yourself. So first of all, like, can you tell us why we should date ourselves, how we should date ourselves, and also what the heck we mean by dating ourselves? <laughs> Let's start from the backwards. So you probably all met somebody or ha- had a friend or a friend of a friend or someone like that who really doesn't have much of an identity outside of their partner. They do absolutely everything together. You can't actually decipher what are their interests versus the other person's interest. You don't know what their hobbies, interests, like what would they spend their time and money doing if they weren't with this person? And they've just become this blob of a a couple-shaped person. (laughs) But it's actually two people. So we kind of want to avoid that happening. We want to sort of step away from that kind of codependent relationship where the two entities don't actually exist as individuals anymore. So we want to stay as individuals. And that's made up of everything from, yeah, your hobbies and your interests, the way that you like to spend time. And that doesn't happen by accident. Nobody's ever like fumbled them their way into being a unique, interesting human being. You have to feel some of that stuff out. But I think if you can zoom right out and go, well, what would I love to be known for? What would I love to be, you know, the words that I would love other people to describe me as, how can I be more of that? And not like in some distant lofty future, but how can I be more of that now? You know, if I want to be known as a really vibrant, high energy, activating kind of person, what are some things that I could implement in my life today that would lead me to being that person? And you really can't do that unless you're investing time, money, and energy into investing in yourself before stepping into a relationship that could become codependent without that strong sense of self. And I think that's so important, whether you're in a relationship or not, right? Like if you're single and you know, you're not wanting to focus on being in a relationship right now, then make you making sure that you're using that time to mm. develop a relationship with you. And then if you are in a relationship, it's important to find a balance and not become overconsumed by because it can be easy to fall into that habit of like just you know becoming one with the person totally yeah and especially in the beginning because it's so exciting and you're like oh no 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 babe I'll skip um, yoga because I really just want to hang out or that's the only night that you're free to go and you know have a date or whatever and then those things are easy to like kind of let those boundaries slip in the beginning and you start to let go of those hobbies and interests and people or whatever it might be the things that are important to you and then bit by bit they sort of fall away and then all of a sudden it's like I don't actually know who I am outside of this person or outside of this relationship or outside of this job often I think 
we don't just lose our sense of self to partners, but it can be to jobs. Or sometimes you see it happen with when people become parents, that their whole identity and sense of self becomes wrapped in their children. And we want to exist as a whole entity on our own without Mm -hmm. being connected to it it being anchored to one of those things. And Mm -hmm. I've totally been guilty of it myself. A few years ago now, I was in a, a job that at the beginning, I was just loved it so much. And I was putting my hand up for all this extra stuff and investing in the community that was attached to that business. And then over the few years that I worked with that company, my whole identity had been wrapped up in that role, in the role that I did, the job that I the tasks that I completed in that role, the way that that community saw me as a person. And bit by bit, I dropped away group fitness classes that I went to. I was spending extended time, like I'd blown out in mornings and blown out in evenings. And then who Sammy was, was kind of gone and hard to rebuild. It's hard Mm -hmm. to rebuild. I 100% agree. And it's so funny you mentioned that because I was just about to say as well, like I really think this whole concept can be applied to any entrepreneur who gets so wrapped up in their business that they don't realize that they start to lose themselves a little bit and they become their business, you know? Yeah. And I can totally relate to what you're saying as well, because I feel like for me, like my business journey has been so short so far, like it's like seven, eight months of being in business so far. And it's been like a massive, um, learning experience to try to find that balance and to try to find my feet. And I know that for a period of time that I did lose myself a bit in my business. And like you, like I lost my fitness routine and other little things that, you know, used to be things that I would really look forward to. And so whether it be your relationship with your business or your relationship with your partner or your relationship with your children, like whatever it is, it's so important to always be coming back to you Mm -hmm. and making sure you've got a strong relationship with you. So in saying that then, like how can our listeners start to take those first few steps to really start dating themselves again if maybe they're feeling a little lost right now? Yeah, I think it starts with the question of like when was the last time I spent time on my own that was meaningful? Like not like time on my own scrolling Instagram or in a YouTube hole or any of those kind of numbing behaviours or activities. But like, when was I truly on my own in my own company and I enjoyed it? And if the answer is like, fuck, I don't remember, or it hasn't been for years or even months, like that should set off some alarm bells of like, okay, there's something missing here. The quality time with myself has slipped away. And I think I've got girlfriends whose lives are so busy and they've crammed every minute of every day just so full of activities and doing things for other people and and some people pleasing kind of behaviors and I think what are you avoiding what happens when you stop surely there's something here that you're avoiding feeling or thinking or processing because you don't create any white space I think that white space for ourselves to be on our own and think or not think is is really important and it could be going out for a surf or going for a walk it doesn't always have to be exercise it could be going and sitting in the park with a pen and paper and journaling out some of the things that you're really proud of achieving this year or things that you still want to achieve this year or in your lifetime could be going out for a restaurant and not indulging in a device or a book or whatever but what are the things that you really love to do where you lose the sense of time and you could do that thing 
and not really realize that it's been an hour. And so when you do go and be intentional about, you know, spending this time with yourself and doing things for you, what difference does this end up having on your ability to either grow a beautiful relationship or find a beautiful relationship? If you met someone and they, and you were like, Hey, tell me about you. And they had no answer. They were like, you know, Oh, what do you love to do? Oh, I don't really know. Oh, what foods do you like? Oh, I don't really know. Like, what do you want to do in your life? Oh, I don't really know. Like, it's not a very compelling, interesting, enticing human being to spend time with, is it? 100%. It's so important that you can do these things for yourself, find out what it is that you do love and all of that because it's character building and it's going to bring something to offer to others. Yeah. It's going to add value to other people's lives, other people's relationships and all of that as well. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's easy, especially if you haven't done it for a while. Like if you've not sat in your own company for a while, that is some scary shit sometimes. Like you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, what is going to come up here? My husband and I had the great pleasure of traveling overseas for a, um, a few months just before the year before the pandemic sort of hit. And we spent three months together jumping all over Europe and whatever. And then he had to go home and I still had a couple of weeks. And I spent two weeks on my own after being with him nonstop for three months, like not not much more than, oh, I'm going to pop down to the whatever without you. We'd been together nonstop. And then in this two weeks on my own in a foreign country by myself, I cried a lot. (laughs) I had all these things that I needed to some time and space and energy to sort of work through and think about like, where am I at in my life right now? And where do I want to go? And it was uncomfortable, but it was so worth it. And I'm so grateful that Nath gave me the time and space to do that. I gave myself the gift of that time and space to do that because I suspect that I wouldn't have unearthed some of the things that are, are really important to me. And I maybe would have made surface level decisions based on the pattern of behavior in the past, as opposed to really knowing myself and what I want out of this life. I love that so much. I think that this conversation is something that's going to benefit so many people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, it can sometimes be that fear of having to sit in your own like company and with your own self that holds people back. But when you can like, like anything, right? Like any fear, when you face it and you start to step outside your comfort zone, you're going to grow a new comfort zone. And what yeah. used to be scary is going to become easier and easier and easier and eventually really enjoyable for you. So and it's, and it doesn't have to be big, like overseas travel solo. It exactly. Be, it can be going for a coffee by yourself. It mm-hmm. could be going, yeah, a restaurant, a movie, something that makes your butt flip, cheeks clench a little bit and you go, oh, I don't know about that. Like that's the thing you should go do. <laughs> makes your butt cheeks clench a little bit. <laughs> the visual. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about something scary, like that you tense up, like, what what is it that you are scared of doing on your own? You should go do that. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, Sammy, I have one final question for you today. And given this is the Empower With Them podcast, I always love to have our listeners left with an empowering piece of advice. So mm-hmm. what advice would you like to give our listeners today? My, my empowering piece of advice is figure out how you grow best. Is it investing a few days a year or a quarter or whatever to actually go out and seek an event that adds new ideas into your life? Is it 
reading new books, like physical, tangible books? Is it getting an audible subscription and listening to books? Is it trying new podcasts every week? But is it mastering new skills by doing a listenable course or figure out what it is for you that allows you to invite new ideas, new concepts into your world regularly that works and it inspires you to continue to grow. I think we can either be like dying, kind of existing, growing or thriving. And for me, I really want to be thriving and and that means adding more fuel all the time to that part of my life. 100%. And where can our listeners find you if they want to, you know, continue following along with you and learning more into all of these different areas that, you know, you're currently supporting people with? Yeah. So you can find me personally on the gram as Sammy somewhere, Sammy with an I. You can listen into the Date Forever podcast wherever you get your podcasts, come on over and listen, or on our website, fuelcollective.com.au got a whole heap of resources and freebies to help you keep a relationship really fueled up and thriving. And one final thing as well with the Fuel Collective, how can people get involved with this or go to learn more about it? Yeah, come and join us in our Facebook group. So we've got Thriving Couples Collective and we share ideas and resources, things that we've mastered in our relationship, things that we're struggling with. And sometimes, you know, there's very few problems that we experience that are unique to us. We might think we're special snowflakes, but somebody else has mastered how do we do washing? How do we do a household budget? How do we get food here regularly? How do we distribute tasks? How do we communicate better? Somebody else has solved it and you can learn from other people who are also trying to level up their relationship. I love that. I love that. Learn from people who have already gone through the struggles that you're going through and just get the solutions so that you can um, overcome these challenges sooner. The ultimate shortcut. Mm-hmm, the ultimate shortcut. Well, Sammy, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been such an awesome episode. I love talking about these sorts of topics. And especially now that I'm in a new relationship myself, I'm like, got to make sure that we do in our part, right? Yeah. And stay two whole, awesome, epic people and create even more awesome in your relationship together. Exactly that. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.